broadcasting from an undisclosed location. From a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. Welcome back to another week of The Hunting Show. I'm your host, Stephen Spargo, and I'm coming to you from the Tihoi Open Comp, and I've been out here for a little while. I was here for prize giving as well, but a little bit more about that later on. First of all, we, we did the show last week with David Benfell from NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine, and it, it was really interesting because we went through opinions, and the, the title of the show was actually Opinions, Everyone's Got One, and the interesting thing was, as we thought, uh, most weeks we get some mail complaining about something that I said, and that's absolutely okay, it means you're listening, but we thought we'd get a, a, a fair bit of... I don't know, uh, negative feedback about what we went through. And the interesting thing was, and this was great for both David and I, that most of you agreed with everything that we said, and that's a little bit unusual because I do try and challenge you a bit. Um, And particularly the the thing we had the most um, diverse feedback from was the whole idea of what if we could push New Zealand back to or convert New Zealand back to the way it was a few hundred years ago and uh, what that would mean potentially for the animals. And some of you had very strong opinions on the Trojan Female Project that Otago University is doing right now that has all sorts of good implications, the likes of getting rid of possums, uh, but also other introduced mammals like pigs and deer. Now, talking about pigs and deer, I'm here with Lance. Now, Lance, this has been a year since I was last out at the Tihoi Comp, and this has become a little bit of a, a tradition for me, or second year in tradition. And uh, can you tell us, how many how many pigs and boars, what, what's your stats for this, this year's competition? Yeah, well, this year alone, um, yeah, it's been another good year, and it's hard to believe that it has been 12 months. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, just this comp- competition on its own, there's been 52 boars weighed in this week. Uh, there's 6,000 pounds of pork. There were six women boars weighed in, so we got a lot of lady hunters out there. Uh, and, and we've also, we've had uh, stags, we've had 19 stags or deer weighed in at three and a half thousand pound. And there's one woman stag weighed in. So, uh, you know, th- these are all animals that we're taking out as, as foot hunters. Bear in mind that we're not getting paid anything for these animals when we do get them out. So this is purely a recreational side of hunting and straight out to fill the freezer. So it's um, been a pretty pretty good sort of year again. Uh, something about Tihoi, and, if, and there's lots of listeners here from Australia, America, Russia, the Pacific Islands, but where we are is about, what, 25 minutes south of Topol, yeah. and we're backing right into the Poirier Forest. And can you, just for the people that don't don't know and don't live locally, uh, tell us a little bit about the sort of animals that they're going to see in here. Yeah, well, once again, we're like 25, 30 minutes out of Taupo, but we're sort of almost 45 minutes from Turingi and the likes of that. But straight out of town, look, you can go out and you can see pigs, you can see deer, the occasional possum. There's not that many possums out there, but you still see plenty of turkeys and rabbits and hares. And a lot of um, the other big thing about today was there's a lot of kids in, in today's comp, which was ex- absolutely awesome because they are the future generation of the hunters. And uh, so, yeah, but there's a lot, and, and it's right on everyone's back doorstep. You don't even know it's there until you drive out of town. And uh, you cannot replicate what we've got just out of town. You cannot replicate that in, in the cities. Now, just uh, for, for listeners again, actually, I might turn to you for this, Brett. Now, Brett, you're the current club president. Yes. Uh, have I got that right? Yep. Now, tell us a little bit about how this competition works. Obviously, there's mainly is it, is red stags and or red deer and, and boars. Have I got all that right, Brett? And tell us a little bit about yourself as well. 
Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, you've got that right. It is um, predominantly boars and red stags. Uh, as a club, we decided that that was the main species that we have to hunt in our area. Um, bearing in mind, obviously, the other side of Taupo's got seeker and stuff mm. like that. But as you see today, with the amount of animals along our racks, um, if we started to add fallow and seeker and things like that, uh, we'd probably need a much bigger venue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the actual Tihoi Hunting Club has been uh, running for quite a few years now. Uh, this is, I've been president a couple of years ago, and Mr. Year as vice, and now I'm back as the president again. Um, it's run predominantly as a social club. Um, we we just do it to, to get together. I moved to this area probably eight years ago, and now all our very good friends basically are from here, and I met them through the club. Um, just a good way to meet people, like-minded people, farmers, hunters, and yeah, good people. And that's the thing about rural pubs, and I'd like to plug here for the Tiwi pub, and I've drunk out here a couple of times, particularly when I'm coming in and out of the Poirua Forest. It's a great place to stop and, and swap war stories, I suppose. But something I want to say about this competition, and it's actually a credit to you both, but also the likes of Jemu put a lot of effort into making this all happen, and that's only because I deal with her through uh, my other job, but is that... I go to a few hunting competitions, particularly in this role, and this is one of the friendliest I go to. You know, you guys, I don't sort of have to stand around the side and wait to talk to somebody. Everyone here seems to know you or ask you what you're up to. It really has a social atmosphere. How do you, how do you achieve that rather than a whole bunch of guys sort of standing in their, in their silos around the, around the paddock here and, and talking to themselves? Yeah, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard one to answer. This is, I've hunted since I was two years old basically and this is the first hunting club I've been a member of um, the reason I joined here was because there is no everyone's just here to hunt and talk mm. and and social side of it there's, there's not really any jealousy or anything like that we've got big area like big area the club is, is a big area um, and everybody's got hunting I suppose so you're not standing on each other's toes <laughs> yeah. and and now back to you Lance can you tell us a few more stats about this year's comp? Because again, I'm always surprised at this one for a, an area that population is fairly sparse. You know, this isn't uh, Tihoi's population must only be a few hundred. You might correct me on that uh, about how many people entered and, and all that kind of stuff that goes on. Yeah, well, it, it, it's it's only a very small area, but we do we've got a big pool from nationwide, and, and we have people come from all over the country to it. And, and like Brent just said earlier on, it's about it's, it's, it's named the Tiwi Hunting and Fishing Social Club and we've always emphasised the social side of it. Because you look around you today, we've got women, we've got men, we've got kids. There's even kids here in push chairs that were winning prizes today. And that's what it's all about. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about bringing everyone together. And in and, and this comp this year, we had 180 entries, which is about, I believe, 25 to 30 up on last year which is quite staggering. And the reason why they enter it is just like you said before, it's, it's social, there's no, there's no animosity. Um, we all, we're all here for the same thing and it's the social side of it. It gives us an excuse to get out there in the hills and go hunting. Mates meet up with mates, a lot of mates here that you, you don't meet up with until a comp like this. And, and I've travelled around already this far. We've done, uh, this is our fourth comp we've done already this year. And it's pretty hard to replicate what we've actually got right here in our backyard. Yeah, and, and I think you're right. And I think that something that I've seen that's changed is it used to be 
other organisations like Rotary and stuff that kept very small rural communities together. And I think that now that might be the case for town. I know Taipo's got very strong things like you know the Rotary Club and the Masonic Lodge and all those kinds of things. But what really seems to have changed is its hunting clubs have become almost the social uh, lightning rod for rural communities. I don't know, that, that might be overlooking it, but particularly when I come out here, likes of Reparoa, even, even when you go out to Rangitaiki and places like that that have the, a little bit smaller competitions, it seems to be not only people that are hunting, but their partners, their uh, wives, their friends all come out for particularly the weigh-in and the, and, and the prize giving and it gives them a chance to catch up. Eh? Yeah, and you're dead right, because um, so many other things with social media and all the likes of this, as, 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 as good as it is, there's still a lot of downfalls, and the biggest problem we see now within town, um, no one goes out of their circle, mm. and like you said, we are pretty much the forgotten cousin now, when we live out in the country, that's a big yep. thing, we are the forgotten cousin, um, but when you're out in the social world, we are in the, in, the, in the country, you need to make things happen for yourself, and this is the biggest thing we do. And, uh, you know, and, and, and it's just one of the things that we do in the community. For you know, we, There's a lot of other things that happen in the community, but this is one of our biggest ones that we do. But we do have a lot of other small things, purely to bring the community together, because there's none of those social outlets now in the community. You know, the schools have dwindled down. You got you know, used to have three, four schools up the road. Now you've got one. Um, so you know, you're, not, you're not intermingling all the time now. So th this is where it's really good. And, and once again, I keep harping on. You look around now, and I just see kids having a ball. There's a there's a playground here. There's a there's an old little old machine that the kids sitting on there. Think freezing, freezing, but loving sitting on that little old machine. Mm. You know, and those are all things that that um, we need to do in a country just to keep everyone together. Otherwise, you won't have a community. And something about this is and that. I'm, I'm not a member of your club and I don't live out this way, I live in Taupo, but that you and I and, and all these people here have one thing in common and that's the fraternity of hunting. Mm. So what I've found is going to these competitions, you don't, particularly this one, the reason you don't get those siloed groups is everyone has that one thing to talk about. We've all got hunting in common, it doesn't matter about your age, your sex, um, your background even, is that we've got that to talk about. And I suppose, I mean, in the war stories that I'm hearing now, and I can hear them in my other ear, I've got one here in my headphones and one out, is, uh, you know, things are getting bigger and, um, you know, what happened on the weekend's getting a little bit more impressive, obviously, as there's a few bearsies going into people. But it really is a great opportunity for rural communities to mix with the likes of myself, who live in a, in a, in a relatively large town for the area, but and to find that common ground, eh? And I'll, I'll go back to you on this one, Brent. Yeah, yeah, you're dead right, and um, it's 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 about getting the competition brings new people to it because we, we've had uh, cousins travel up for this weekend from uh, Paiutua. You know, it's a bit of a drive from there, and and because it's the competition, all the girls are out there doing it with us. Um, you know, we had a girl get her first boar for this comp that was with us. You know, never been hunting before, got her a good boar, she carried it out. You know, and, and you don't, you, we wouldn't have got it without the competition. It, it does. It does, yeah, because we go hunting every weekend, but it's introducing the new people to it. Um, also, also with the kids, um, it, it's great that there's a lot, lot of kids out here, and they're all keen, bringing in rabbits, turkeys, hares, and it, they're just having a good time, you know, and they're, they're not worried about, well, they are worried about getting first, second, or third, but they, they all get something on the day, and they're happy. Yeah. 
You actually bring up, a, a, well you segued really well into my next point and that was all about new hunters and getting new people involved and I think this has something more to do with what goes on in the cities. So for example every day I, I meet people that come into the shop or, or whatever's going on and the first thing they ask is you know, how do I get into this and I think that, is it possibly that rural communities like this or an expansion for your membership is guys that are coming from other areas first of all and want to get to know a few people but also guys um, that, that want to get into the sport and that the, the passion's there, the drive is there but they don't want to walk around in the hills for the next you know, six years and not see anything. They just need that little kick in the guts. This is how you do it or take them out for that first great experience. But is it, is it with regards to your membership, I mean, are, are people from out of the area allowed to join or is it just people here and maybe just a phone call is going to introduce them to the right people? Uh, no, it doesn't matter where in the country you are, you can join as a member. Uh, to weigh animals into the club, you only have to have two club members present. So you can weigh in animals in the South Island if you like, as long as there's two animals two animals there. Um, two, members. Uh, two members, sorry, not two animals. <laughs> yeah. um, we are pushing... We are pushing for, for new members, um, and, and again, if they, it's more they have to get into the social side of it first, have a chat to a couple of hunters, and there's not once that we wouldn't, if somebody asked to go hunting, we would take them hunting, or be able to point them in the direction to take them hunting, including people's kids or anything like that, you know, it's just a bit, bit of common courtesy, as long as they're polite and honest. Um, myself, Lance... There's a number of members here that we would take them hunting and take them under our wings, and yeah, we enjoy it, and I really enjoy the new people experience. It's it's great taking them and getting their first animal and getting a bit of blood on them. Yeah, that's a really interesting point because when I first started hunting, particularly in the Poriuras behind us, right here. I kind of lone wolfed it a little bit. I got a mate that I went hunting in other areas with, and I probably should have made that phone call. But even when you're just getting into it or trying to, to learn the craft, it's the same thing. Eh? A couple of phone calls can save you a whole lot of grief, and also that bad experience as well. You know, you, I hear of people that have been hunting for two and three years and, and actually never seen an animal, and often that's just because they three or four things they're getting wrong, and that could be all solved with some time with you, eh, Lance? Yeah, and that's what it's all about and that's why we all rock with people and like I've been hunting for 40 odd years now and I still learn something new every day I'm out there and and it might be off some of the young fellas I'll learn something and it's um but that's that's what it's all about and and, and when you stop learning stuff is a time that you don't get out of bed pretty much um and, and and this year alone we've we've taken out people from France we've taken out people from Holland as, as, even though they are good-looking ladies, but we're still taking them out, and they've been totally blown away with what they do, what we do here, and their parents have actually been hunters overseas, and they've been blown away with what we do here. So it's all about um, just that, once again, that social thing and, and nurturing what we've got, because, um, you know, once again, we're talking about these kids again. I see kids running around here and bare feet, cold, they're not feeling it. That's what we used to be like back in the time. Yeah, so so we're, we're all still out there doing it now and it needs somebody like those young ones to, to get us off our butt now and get back out into the country and keep doing it. And and, it, and we need the young ones to take over these clubs and keep them going, just like the likes of Brett and all them, because like, I've known Brett eight years ago when he first started here. I was the president at the time and, and now it's good to see the young ones take over. And, and now they've got another group coming up underneath them that these kids would not get this experience anywhere else. Because, and we're going to get back into some opinions now, but I feel that 
that in the next few years there's going to be a real void in the amount of people up in the hills and part of that is, and I see this every day, that the, the, the big group of hunters, these are the guys that are involved with the deer culling and, and that, uh, back in the you know, 60s, 70s and early 80s, those guys are now starting to leave the sport and there certainly has been an influx into the sport and it's becoming more popular again but not the, not the volume that used to be there and I don't know what that means for us. Part of me wonders whether that means there's going to be better, there's going to be more animals out there, the hunting's going to be better, but the other part of me realises that actually could mean all sorts of other things too. It doesn't necessarily mean the sport's going to be better, it could be quite the opposite, doesn't it? Oh, it, and, and it's, it's going to be totally the opposite. And once again, and, and, and I, I, I'm going to go back onto the bureaucratic side here, um, we, we're out there hunting and we're out there and, and we're taking these animals out of the hills. If, if us as hunters don't go and take these animals yep. out of the hills, bureaucrats are going to come and take them out whether that's poison or seek and destroy they're talking about doing it down their fjordlands this year they've been doing it in our range for a number of years um, poison we all know about poison 1080 and stuff which just totally nukes the area so so we're, we're out there doing it and, and and to try and cut down on those sorts of animals that are that are going to um, you know sort of sort of perhaps inhibit what we do now and the other industry, interesting fact is um, talking about firearms licences. It's getting damn difficult now to get a firearms licence and, and, and we've had a lobby, lobby people lobbying against us having firearms licence. In Auckland alone there's 115,000 licences in Auckland alone issued every year. Now sure there's a lot of people from Auckland that do go out hunting but why is there 115,000 licences? The hunting they do in Auckland is different to the hunting we do here. Um, but when we go to do, re, re, renew our lifetime licence every 10 years, we, um, we're put through the ringer. But yet there's 115,000 new licences. Not renewals, new licences in Auckland alone. They're a different type of hunters. So that's all the sort of um, things that we're going to be against uh, or, or up against in the bush because, um, geez, do I want to be running around the bush with people that have never ever been in the bush before? They shoot rifles on a range and targets and stuff like that. A little bit different when you've got another animal standing there looking back at you that perhaps could chase you. Yeah, and you make some really good points there. The interesting thing about that, and if we wanted to turn that over to a safety expert, is it's actually statistically, it really is experienced hunters yeah. that are from, you know, that have been doing this their whole lives, that know what they're doing. Those are the guys statistically that are causing the trouble. And, and then there's the other group of people that, that are doing some things that they shouldn't be in the bush. They're either they're drinking, they're, they're spotlighting, they're, they're, and, and some of that sort of stuff went around this very area. And we're not going to get into that in no. this interview because that's not a positive thing. Yeah. But um, no, I think it, it, your message really is um, that we do need to make sure that we preserve our craft and get these yeah. guys up into hunting. And and make sure that we nurture that too because the last thing we want to do is give these kids bad experiences and then they're turned off for the rest of their lives. Now Brent, what do you see as the future of our sport? Is it uh, a prosperous one or is it, is it clubs like this that are going to be the future? How are we going to make sure that we get these guys through? Yeah, well I think one thing that is quite difficult with the pig hunting side of it is now everything's going on social media and people are putting images on there that, that they shouldn't be. Um, and yes, that does happen sometimes, but you should be killing the animals quickly and swiftly as you can, not uploading it to um, social media. It, that may 
hurt our sport quite quickly because social media and videos onto that sort of thing have taken off really fast. Um, I think that is one of the worst things that's happening at the moment uh, for pig hunting as a sport. Um, we all enjoy our dogs, we love our dogs. Um, it's the main part of my hunting is my dogs um, and yeah it's just getting to the stage where people are putting things on there that's not right. Mm. Absolutely right I think that, that that's something that I take that really seriously as someone that's kind of a uh, not, I figurehead's the wrong word but someone's certainly out there promoting our sport and being a public face of our sport I take it really serious to make sure that I haven't plastered the likes of my Facebook page or my internet site with what I call hunter porn basically mm. you know or the stuff that you're talking about dogs getting ripped apart or, mm. or that, that unclean kill and guys laughing about it I saw a video like that just recently you know they thought that was the funniest thing ever and, and one that isn't actually mainstream hunting we all like to get that clean kill we all, when, and I think most hunters are very humane in the way they think you know they're animal lovers and, and that's a misconception out there but I think it's it's a misconception that we've breeded ourselves We've, these images are out there so as hunters all of us collectively have to make it I'm getting into my opinions now but socially unacceptable to put images like that out there you know when they're there we have to say hey what are you doing stop you know um, and we also have to make sure we don't do it ourselves. Um, I think you, you sound like you've got some opinions yeah. on this too, Lance. Yeah. You're, you're gearing up to go. Yeah. You know, the big thing, what, and, and, and what people forget is 99.9% of hunters are actually conservationists yes. in one way or another. Not, not, not to go and protect that little tree up there and stuff like that, but we are conservationists. We are here to look after the land, look after the animals, look after anything that's on there. The big thing with, um, like we said about the social media, is, um, is what people don't realise, you, you, you can be fined for mistreating or it's animal abuse if you get on video holding on to animals for too long before you let them go, encouraging dogs to get in and grab them, which we don't encourage. The other thing that you can be done for is when you let that pig go, and if you've got that on camera, you can actually be charged for releasing pigs. As silly as it sounds, that's the way the bureaucrats are gone, which is pretty crazy. But, um, but, but, but that's the way things are out there today. And it's just, um, I think the other big thing too is with the likes of us as hunting clubs, we all know what's happening out in the hills. We all work together. If we've got a little bit of issues here and there, we go and sort them out. Um, the big thing that, the, that, that our hunting club's been involved in for the last three years is TB monitoring. So we've been capturing and, and, and presenting pigs to get monitored for TB. I think um, we've we've done it pretty successful and and, I, and and at a low cost, and and it's come out it's come out on the positive side. Um, so we are there as hunters to go out and do that with the clubs. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a big support network. And the other big thing too is I think with the um, pig hunting club, if you're a member of a hunting club, and all our hunting clubs are now members of the Pig Hunters Association, you have a voice, and that's a big thing. We have a voice. So as an individual, we don't stand anywhere. But as a club or as an association, we've got a voice, and, and that voice is getting pretty strong, which goes on to the Big Game Council, which we got two members on, which I take my hat off to those boys that have put their own time and effort into it. Um, you know, at times I've had to ask the question, why are we a member of this club or why are we a member of the association? To me, it's all those sorts of things that is the only thing that's going to keep our hunting as we know it. 
Yeah, and, and Lance, you made a, another really good point there. The Game Management Council is, is really is an organisation that has come of the last few years yep. and advocate groups like yourselves and even even some of the things that I've done in the past. So it is important that we let them do their thing and not judge them because there's been a lot of judgment on that, that council. Uh, and really, they haven't got their feet under the desk yet. So it's a, it's a positive thing. And there are going to be some shows coming up in the very near future with some of the members. And we have had one with Roy Sloan, one of those great guys that has put his hand up and he's involved, obviously, with the Wapiti Foundation. And Roy is one of those, those cornerstones of, of um, preserving uh, our sport and our craft as we know it. Uh, Brent, what do you see as the future for the club, uh, and, and probably this club particularly, because you're in a hole, but clubs around the place, is there inter-club stuff coming up, uh, is, are these competitions going to get bigger, or has it kind of got to the point now where you, 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 you don't want it to get too much bigger, because you can get to that where it becomes a monster, you know? Yeah, well, this this particular club, we're probably we're, we're heading in a little bit different. We ended up having the open comp, and it made the club head in a little bit different direction. The open comp was such a lot of organising, you burn out, and then it made some of the social side peter out a little bit. Right. Um, so that's what's happened there. We've decided we wanted to carry on running this open comp, which is good. Um, it's at a level now which is probably over $16,000 worth of prizes went out today. Um, so that is it's at a level that I think we're going to keep it at. 190 odd entries, 180 entries, sorry. Um, that's it's pr probably big enough. You see the turnout that was here today. Um, big enough. Prizes are, prizes are amazing. A lot of comps around that we've done for years, you see them go up and down and up and down. Um, and it all comes down to back down to sponsorship, um, which, you know, it's going to be a tight year for rural communities with the dairy side being not, not that flash. Um, yeah, but yeah, we've got a inter-club comp that's been running with Reparai now for... Five years, five years um, and that's coming up in a couple of weeks. So each club puts up five bores each, or we weigh in all our bores, and the heaviest five bores um, go towards yeah into club comp, and that's uh, that's been going really well for the last few years. We had an awesome comp out here last year, um, and yeah, they had a new president there and added a few more uh, few more competitions into the uh, into the comp as well. Um, bit of a boat race and things like that, which went down really well socially, and yeah. And, and and they're hosting us this year, so we're heading out there in a couple of weeks. Yeah, fantastic. And I just, I just wanted to add a couple, a couple more things. First of all, if people are interested in finding out more about the club, you guys have got a brilliant Facebook page that really is well maintained. So I suggest looking at that and your website as well. So uh, Brent, where, where do they find you online? Ah, uh, yeah, they're best to just search on Facebook for Tihoi Hunting and Fishing Social Club. Um, Gemma, our secretary, treasurer, main sponsor, finder, she does everything. She's a brilliant, brilliant person. Um, yeah, she, she runs the club, runs a Facebook site. Um, and does a really good job there. So she's got links off Facebook, which is probably the best way to join if you're um, if you can get near the internet. Otherwise, yeah, pop out to the um, to the pub here at Tioi and, and join. Yeah, but the Facebook site is probably predominantly how we do most of our media now. Now. I'm going to do this, and I don't normally do this because I don't need to make any of my sponsors annoyed, but I've got some really good ones. But how about I give you guys a chance to thank some of your great sponsors because you are right on a, on a really um, difficult year. You're just going to have to remember, sorry, you don't have a list, but um, it is a difficult year particularly for rural people, and these sponsors are the, are the lifeblood of these kinds of events. So maybe just a shout-out to some of them, and we apologise in advance if you miss any because I didn't pre-warn you. 
Yeah, no, that, that, that's great. Um, we, we do a few things as a club, like the vets Christmas do. We, we supply the meat for that and do all the cooking for that. But, and um, that's how we sometimes get some sponsorship. But, yeah, Tokoroa District Vets, brilliant. Um, yeah, uh, Buck McGregor, McGregor Rigging. Uh, Wayne Mankalo, he's been a great sponsor. PGG Wrightsons, uh, Hunting and Fishing Taupo. Um, who else, Lance? Uh, RD1, RD1 Farmlands, um, Phil Perry Contracting. There's there's a number of them that that have sponsored us from the start, uh, well before my time, and, and most of them still still sponsor us now. Um, I've only got a third of what has actually sponsored us, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that, yeah, we we make sure as as a, a social club, we make sure Lance, myself. Um, there's a number of farm managers in the in the business and in, in the club, sorry, so they can make sure we use those big clients that we put a lot of money through them. Uh, Wheelands, they you saw today, they auctioned off um, some fertilizer they donated to us. That was five thousand dollars that we they donated fertilizer. They auctioned off for five thousand dollars, you know, and that's absolutely brilliant. McDonald's, Lime, Furt Co. They all put up that Furt, sponsored it out. One of the local farmers bought it. You know, those sort of things is how we work. Um, Ecolab, for instance, they donate um, teat spray, which one of our club members buys, and those sort of things. And then, yeah, we go to hunting and fishing, and they sort out the rest. <laughs> well and, yeah, look, thank you so much for your interview. And it is, I, I do genuinely mean this is, out of the hunting competitions that I managed to attend, and it's not as many as I would like, and I probably should enter this one in the, in the next coming years because it isn't that far for me to come. But, look, it is one of the best ones that I attend from a social point of view and your club atmosphere is fantastic so congratulations on that and thank you again Lance for second year running let's do the same thing again next year why don't we make an addition uh, but you'll shout next year eh? okay for sure and, and <laughs> you haven't ended it so you end it next year and you might have to come for a walk with us because I'm looking for some young carriers so. oh is it <laughs> yeah no worries and Brett again thank you very much and, and congratulations on the great job you're doing as president yeah, thank you, and thank you for all your support through the shop and also, yeah, the show. everything that you guys have done. <laughs> no worries at all. Now, if you want to win that great prize that we have, and that's a year's subscription to NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine, all you need to do is be active with us. That's send that's us emails. Cool. Well, that is... Um, uh, be active on Facebook and, and let us know what you're thinking and what's going on and how you're finding the show and you do uh, automatically just by doing that go in the draw to win that fantastic prize and a big thank you to my sponsor and that's Social Image that's www.socialimage.co.nz that's uh, NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine Lower New Zealand who do a great job uh, you know their boots are fantastic thank you very much and um, there's a couple of others that are just escaping me right now but you guys all my sponsors we are grateful for everything you do so lower NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine Social Image and, and the rest of you thank you very very much be careful out there guys be safe while you're on the hills and good hunting Podcasting from an undisclosed location from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.